0: Previously, on playing the Rube, I felt why not try to simulate what happens after 08 and try to win a World Series with the Philadelphia Phillies, another World Series at least.
1: Obviously, we are uh, geniuses, we want to say. Um, <laughs> so. We No, but I will say yeah. that we are pretty confident in our abilities.
0: We're a good team. We've won the World Series, but we want to sustain that for a while. Maybe we can cut them. I don't, do we need Jim Murphy?
1: And don't forget also that we have Kyle Kendrick, who's listed here as a reliever, too.
0: Who? It's
1: Kyle Kendrick. There, you know, there are a number of available pitchers uh, as free agents, even, that we could still be looking at. So, um, so I don't know if that's something that you want to talk about next week.
0: If you listened all the way through, congratulations. You are now third in our front office. Yes. So uh, <laughs> get me coffee.
1: Brad Lidge scratches. Wow. The 0-2 pitch, swinging a miss, struck him out. The Philadelphia Phillies are 2008 World Champions of Champions World w- Champions, weapons, champions
0: of, champion crossoor, governor, Por- Fad- of The of Champions of The of Champions of The of Champions of The of The of Champions of Champions of Champions Ruben left. That's where we come in. Two guys living in their houses in 2017 will attempt to simulate the 2009 Phillies in answering the eternal question, could two guys living in their houses in 2017 do better than Ruben Amaro Jr. with the Philadelphia Phillies? Welcome to Playing the Rube. Welcome to Playing the Rube. I am Tim Malcolm, uh, the editorial director of philliesnation.com. With me is Dan Walsh, who is also of philliesnation.com. This is, by the way, a Phillies Nation podcast where we are trying to do a better job than Ruben Amaro Jr. Uh, starting with the 2009 season. So basically we're trying to win another World Series with the Phillies. And we're not doing this with the actual Phillies, by the way. We're doing this with two, uh, Out of the Park Baseball 2018. We're, we're playing a game, and we're doing a podcast on playing a game, and you're listening to it right now. Dan, how you doing?
1: I'm doing all right. And you know what? We know the difference between plate appearances and at-bats, so we're already doing better than Rube we, we, in that sense.
0: We are one step ahead of the game, that is for sure. And we know about it in 2009. Who knows when he finally learned about it? <laughs> Because I think he found if, out in like 2012 or something, right?
1: Yeah, it, it took him a lot longer than it should have, especially for someone who played professionally.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Can't believe he played professional for so long. But um, <laughs> um, So how are you doing? How's, how's everything?
1: Everything's going all right. And you know what? I have enough sheets of paper in front of me right now that you would think that we were real GMs at the winter meetings.
0: This, this is fantastic. Um, so, if you did or did not hear our first episode, we went through basically the entire Philadelphia Phillies organizational roster uh, going into the 2009 season. Half of that podcast is somewhat unlistenable
1: because it's a <laughs> lot of tedium.
0: It's a lot of tedium. But um, it was fun. We had fun. and I mean, uh,
1: I've had, I've had more fun in the past doing other things. But, no, we did have some amount of fun. A non-zero, a non-zero amount of fun was had.
0: This is the guy who's supposed to be my, uh, my, <laughs> my employee here, uh, trying to couch everything. No, it was good. It wasn't great good. It was good. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, – <laughs> excuse me. But um, so what, the, the idea is I'm the GM. Dan is assistant GM. Together, we're trying to basically finish better than Ruben. Whether that means getting a World Series title in 09 or 10 or 11 or whatever is one thing. We just want to have a longer, sustained uh, uh, timeline of success with this Phillies organization than what Ruben did, which was basically after 2011, the wheels all completely came off and there was nothing left. So, um, In the first episode, we went through all the rosters. Now we're going, we're going into spring training. It is, uh, according to my calendar on Out of the Park Baseball, it is February 28th. I don't believe it's a leap year. Uh, it's February 27th, excuse me, February 27th, and uh, the first spring training game is, I believe, on March 1st or something like that. So we're going to, A, uh, talk about some just basically roster patches that we want to make uh, before spring training begins and then we're going to kind of preview spring training in whatever way we can, set whatever roster we need to, and then we're going to sim the fastest spring training in the history of Major League Baseball. Uh, they do it in about, well, they do the games in like four weeks. We're doing it in hopefully 20 minutes. Is that about right?
1: If that, really. I mean, we'll, we'll cruise right through.
0: Yeah. Um, it's It's all the great stuff about spring training, uh, without being in western Florida, which, let's be honest, is not a great thing about spring training. <laughs> have you ever been to spring training?
1: I have not. Every year I mean to go, and then every year I just kind of stay in New Jersey and sleep instead.
0: That's also a plan. Uh, I, I would say that um, I've been there twice. I went in 08 and 09, which if you were to go, those were the time to go. It's um, It's fun. Right. Like I was in my early 20s in 2008 when the first time I went and there's this sort of going to spring training for the first time sort of thing where you're like, I want to get drunk and have a great time and meet girls. Right. And also baseball. This is awesome. So I did that. And that, you know, as with everything else in my life, maybe 11 percent of that kind of came true. Um, (laughs) And all that 11 percent is baseball.
1: All it's all baseball,
0: <laughs> but um, that was fun. It was a fun year, and and you know we did all the kind of the, the stupid you know things you do in Clearwater when you're in your early 20s. You go to Clearwater Beach and drink at uh, Shepherds, which is this enormous. If you've ever been to a bar that has like 12 rooms and four of them have DJs in it, that's Shepherds. Um, not my kind of place now, but it was when I was 23. And then in 2009, it was much more like subdued for me, and we were kind of as a group. Uh, doing a lot of different things, talking to players and that kind of stuff. But it was also after they won the championship, so it was about 10 times more people in Clearwater that year than there was the year before. It was unbelievable.
1: So Yeah, I bet. It's funny, you know, in so many ways in, you know, 2008, 2009, the Phillies were behind, you know, analytically and technologically and things like that. But one of the areas that they've always been given credit for being ahead of the game is their, their spring training facility yeah. and how seriously they take all that all spring training and, and taking care of the players down there and everything like that. So I've heard nothing but good things from people who have gone.
0: Let's, let's talk about, we, we finished off last week uh, deciding that there were a couple spots in the roster that we wanted to fill a little bit. Uh, we just weren't feeling great about the competition in those places uh, the first one I'll talk about cause the, I, I, I don't know, I don't know which one's more interesting cause we'll talk about this, but let's start with utility infield. Cause it seems like this is the least interesting as far as like the names of people that are on this list. We kind of combed through the free agent list and I looked through the waiver wire because there are some guys already on waivers, uh, and just see if there were any utility infielder options that made sense for us to kind of put up against Eric Bruntlett and I believe Miguel Cairo is in the competition as well for for middle infield, clearly there could be somebody in this competition who can push them to something or maybe get the job himself. So what I asked you to do, Dan, was give me three guys, uh, one, two, three, that you felt were most deserving of our attention for the utility infield, maybe if we wanted to acquire one of them.
1: Yeah, and you know what? As free agents go, there really wasn't much. It's a bit of a trash heap. That's how I described it. And um, so we might have better luck on the waiver wire than we do with free agents. One that came up um, for me, and uh, we'll have to talk about his actual uh, infield position versatility, is Dallas McPherson. Um, He's 28. He's unsigned. Uh, his his overall ranking is a fifty on the twenty to eighty scale, so he's exactly average, um, and he's demanding less than two million dollars, so he's affordable for us. I think our budget's about eleven right now, um, so I, I think that he's an option, depending again on if we're willing to pay that much and if he can play all the positions that we need him to play.
0: Yeah, I mean, he also um, would would he be facing arbitration after this year? Um, I believe he is. Uh, so if he's, if he's expecting somewhere like around 2 million or maybe a little bit less than that, there's like a worry that, I mean, I don't know how much time would play this guy if he, if he makes the team, but like, there's a worry that he might, you know, want 3 million in 2010. You know, how much do you want to pay a guy who, I feel like no matter what any of these guys, like they should be minor league acquisitions and with like a possibility for a major league contract that would give them the $2 million that they want or something like that. Do you agree with that?
1: Yeah, and if you're going to give a guy $2 million, you're expecting him to pretty much already be making the major league team and not fighting for a spot.
0: Right. And I don't know if Dallas McPherson necessarily deserves to be given a guaranteed major league contract. Um, in 2008, he was with Florida for... Two ga- or 11 games, he only started two of them so he was in the minors most of the year um, and let me look at his minor stats 2008, he was in uh, the Triple AAA uh, squad for Florida and played 127 games there, had good numbers 275 average, 379 OBP, 618 slug hits a lot of home runs, he had 42 he had 42 home runs in A.
1: Wow Wow Yeah, that's not bad
0: I feel like I mean, I I remember McPherson from playing video games back in the day and he was always someone that if you had him, like he'd have this like sneaky power that he could actually hit you thirty home runs a year. So clearly the power is something that people are high on and he does have a sixty five as far as home run power in the game. So that is definitely something we can look at. The forty two home runs in Triple A last year is really amazing. Um, that might be the Pacific Coast League, which kind of skews it a little bit, but that's an, that's an option. The problem, though, as you said, is position. He only plays first and third, and we have Greg Dobbs.
1: We do I have mean, Greg Dobbs.
0: So really, McPherson, and McPherson also bats left, so you're basically, if you're signing McPherson and giving him an option to compete here, it's really Greg Dobbs who is competing against.
1: Yeah, and we want somebody, you know, we're assuming that Greg Dobbs will be already on the team. He's not one of the ones who's kind of on that cusp and risking being booted from the 25-man roster. Um, Yeah, so maybe he's one we could pass over then.
0: I will say, though, that I'm really interested in the 42 home runs. And I wouldn't mind just kind of keeping tabs on him as the season goes on. Because if Dobbs went down with an injury or something, or we needed maybe someone in AAA to fill a spot, or, you know, Howard went down, God forbid, you know, maybe we can look at him as an option for a corner infield position.
1: Yeah, and maybe his asking Price would come down, too, if he stayed a free agent.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, hopefully. God. Um, So I'll put him in, like, a short list for now, and we'll just kind of hold on to him. But I think it's a good option, for sure. I mean, he's 28, so it seems like if there's a prime, maybe it still hasn't happened yet. And maybe this 42 home run output in AAA... Was sort of the beginning of something that might be coming up soon. So, I like I like the idea, um, but my thing was I, I was I was hoping to find someone who would, would compete with the middle infield guys. So, you who else did you have on your list?
1: Right. So the only other infielder that I had on my list was Jose D. Ortiz, who uh, who is a middle infielder. His his primary position is second base. Um, he. His overall rating is a 35, so he's below average. But again, he's a bench player. You know, he might be a defensive replacement, or he might be, you know, just a guy who who gives Chase Utley a day off or something here or there. Um, and he's 31. He's asking for under a million dollars, um, so he's more affordable. Um, he, he does play a position that we that we're looking for uh, a backup role.
0: The interesting thing about him that I like is that he's 31, but he still has it seems some potential. Um, Right now, he's rating as a 50 at current gap power, and he could be a 55. Uh, 40 for I, uh, and that could go to 45. I mean, those are very small increases, but for a 31-year-old, that's actually, like, I'm sort of intrigued by the fact that he has a little bit more in the tank that we're not seeing. Um, and his numbers in 2000, so apparently he didn't play in a professional, at least American baseball in 2008. So this is a guy who's kind of, in the scrap heap and is always looking for a job. Uh, but in 2007, he was in Triple A for all 26 games, and, uh, excuse me, he was in, um, I don't know what league it was in 2007, it might be, um, an international league, and he hit 400 with a 443 on base percentage, 660 slug, 17 homers, he was, he looked like one of the best players in that league, whatever league that was, so, I mean, he's got ability, uh, to hit at least at, like, a quad A level, um... I think is a good option I mean he only plays second base so that that's again you know the position thing is, is, is going to be a hang up and I feel like we need to have someone who can play multiple positions but I don't know I mean are we worried at all about Chase Utley's injury history I mean he did have the injuries 2007 um, do we want to kind of bring someone in who like I know Luke Collier was on the roster in recent years do we want to bring in someone in like that who, who maybe could get a job in Philadelphia if Chase were to go down
1: um, yeah, you know, I'm not, I don't want to make any decisions just assuming that Utley's history of injuries will be, will kind of parallel his real world career and what right. happens there. Um, I was just thinking, you know, if we did want to give him a day off because these players, you know, they'll they'll tend to need one uh, here or there. You you know, you want someone who's at least not a complete embarrassment taking yeah. a spot. So, uh, you know, our option right now, I guess it's worth mentioning, um, is really just Eric Bruntlett for the middle infield spots.
0: Right, and I don't, um, I'm just not so comfortable with just Bruntlett making the team automatically again, you know. Yeah,
1: and, and the benefit that he has over Ortiz though is that he does he does play shortstop, so he has the versatility that Ortiz does not have.
0: Right, right. So I like that. Um, let me tell you about who I have on my uh, infield short list. Um, so I was looking mostly at guys who could play shortstop. Because uh, I feel like if you play shortstop, then you can usually play at least one or two other infield positions. Um, and I also was looking for guys who hit righty. Because looking at the bench right now, your best two hitters off the bench are probably lefties and Matt Stairs and Greg Dobbs. So I feel like we need to have some balance, even if it's a weak player. Um, so but all three guys that I found here, they're not very good. They're all a 20 overall, so they're really the bottom of the barrel. But there's some intrigue with them. Um, my number one is D'Angelo Jimenez, who was with Washington in 2007, and last year was in AAA and wasn't very good. 244 with a 332 average uh, OBP, 353 slug. So his offense wasn't very strong, but he can play second, third, and shortstop. The shortstop is not very strong for him, but he can at least play third base and second base with a modicum of uh, uh, ability, and he's got some potential. Um, did you like anything out of him
1: yeah I do like him. what I like about him compared to your other two guys is that he is a free agent so he wouldn't have to be a waiver pickup you know you wouldn't have to um, communicate with any other teams or be fighting for him with any other teams you know and because uh, other teams can kind of cut you off and take somebody off waivers before you get to them so um, so I do like that that makes the process a little easier um, he, he steals bases pretty well he has a 60 grade uh, stolen base rating, so you know maybe you throw him on first late in the game and see if he could take second. Um, I do like that about him, um, and he, and most of his batting is, is is fairly average, so that's not terrible.
0: Yeah, I mean, and really, what we're looking for with the utility guy is someone who can field first, and then if you if you get some offense from him, it, it's cake, right? Um, I I don't know. I feel like. I just want to com you know I just want someone to compete with Bruntlett you know and, and if it doesn't work out doesn't work out but I think you know someone who can at least flash a glove a little bit he does have the speed which is a nice little thing that Bruntlett doesn't necessarily have um, and there is some batting potential there the average is kind of in the middle there you know it, it's it's a it's a flyer I think so we could we can maybe potentially offer him something the other two guys that I had were uh, Augie Ojeda. And uh, Brendan Ryan, both are on waivers. Augie's with Arizona, where last year he was very middling and basically was their middle infielder. He could play second, third, and shortstop. Second base is his number one position. The one thing that he's really good at is uh, play discipline. He apparently is really good at taking walks. And last year, 26 walks to 24 strikeouts. So that's really good stuff. And he's really consistently been like that his entire career. Um, And then Brendan Ryan, who's also on waivers with St. Louis, uh, 26. So he maybe has a little bit more sort of a prime coming, uh, maybe more potential. Uh, But his big thing is he also has kind of got some decent plate discipline, but he also has a little bit of gap power, and his defense is better than anybody else that we've talked about. Uh, He can play second, third, and short with pretty above average skill, average to above average skill. So at least he's someone that I think he's probably the closest that we'd have to an Eric Bruntlett. Competing with Eric Bruntlett. Um, but as you said, he's on waiver, so there's definitely that layer of, you know, having to com- communicate with the team and kind of risk, you know, losing him to another team who I, I think every team in baseball has a higher waiver claim than we do at this point. So, um, you know, do we want to take that gamble or do we want to just go after a free agent? So, what do you think about those two, O'Hayden and Ryan? Um, I, I
1: Uh, prefer Ryan of the two just because his defense is actually the strongest of the three and uh, you know kind of it's not super close either Um, so of Ojeda and Ryan my choice is definitely Brendan Ryan
0: okay Um, so he's also
1: he's also eight years younger than Augie Ojeda so um, yeah (laughs) you know so there's still more room for growth there's still less likelihood of injury you would think less likelihood of fatigue, although neither one would be playing very much, um, but still, you know, youth is nice when you can afford it.
0: And apparently he's uh, arbitration eligible potentially after 09. I guess if he plays the full season in the majors, he'll get, um, I don't know if he'll be super two or if he'll just be a, a, a arbitration candidate outright, but either way he would be uh, possibly. So, you know, not a big deal because he's only making a, a minimal contract, but um Something to think about, because at least maybe there's more there, and if there is more there, then we can kind of see if Ryan fits into the future. But, I don't know, of of the guys that that we addressed, I like Jimenez the most. Um, What are your thoughts, I mean, everybody that we talked about?
1: I'm comfortable with with taking Jimenez, or at least making him an offer, seeing what he's willing to take if he wants... Um, so maybe it just kind of comes down to dollars and cents to me. If he wants like two million dollars or something, that's you know then you turn and talk to Brendan Ryan instead. Um, but definitely, I'm in favor of giving him that as an offer.
0: All right, let's take a look. Um, so I'll offer him a contract. Let's see what he wants. Looks like he wants a guaranteed. Ma- excuse me. Uh, no, this is good. He wants a minor league contract that becomes guaranteed with a million dollars. If promoted prior to day 30 of the season. I think it's pretty fair.
1: I think that's perfect.
0: All right, so let's do that. Minor league with a major league option, a million. Do you want to undervalue him a little bit? Do you want to kind of give him like seven fifty, or do you want to just go with a million?
1: You know, it's so hard because in real life, I'm like so pro player, pro laborer, right? Giving I'm, them I'm all pay. the money. But in this game, yeah, sure. Let's see if we can lowball him a little bit.
0: <laughs> all right, I'll go to eight hundred thousand.
1: Yeah, it, you know, it's a negotiation process. It's business.
0: Yeah. And any incentives? I don't think so. I mean, he'd only be a minimal player.
1: Yeah, I don't think he'd reach many incentives.
0: Yeah. All right. He says it sounds reasonable, and he'll get back to us in a little while. All right. So we'll submit the offer and see what happens.
1: And Now we wait.
0: Now we wait, and we're just twiddling our hands. This is a good <laughs> podcast, and you can see us twiddling our fingers here. Um all right, let's go into the, uh, the other position that we thought might need a little bit of spice, and that's starting pitcher. Currently, the roster has Cole Hamels, Brett Myers, Jamie Moyer, Joe Blanton, and then potentially either Jay Happ or Chan Ho Park or Andrew Carpenter or uh, Kyle Kendrick or uh, even though I don't know who he is. Um, and there's, I think maybe Carlos Carrasco kind of in the background and kind of, you know, whatever, but it seems like there needs to be at least one other guy who's competing for a job. Uh, and if not, he can go to triple a potentially. So who are the guys that you thought were best for that job?
1: I looked at, uh, first of all, Colby Lewis, who Mm -hmm. is one of the best available free agents. Actually. Um, the game rates him at a 75, uh, grade overall. Um, you know, he's he's only 29. He's a player that, in fact, you know, most of us are familiar with even today um, and uh, certainly remember him. Um, he's demanding less than a million dollars, which is surprising for a guy who's rated so highly. Um, a lot of that is probably his injury risk. He's listed as fragile, which is a concern, especially for uh, a pitcher, especially when what we're looking for mostly is depth, right? So you want a guy who you know is going to be there. Um, so he's one that I was looking at, and the other... Is one uh, Pedro Martinez a name that you might uh, be familiar with? Who um, he's looking for one point four million dollars, which is not uh, you know an exorbitant amount, but he is thirty seven. He's uh, a forty grade player at this point in his career, so slightly below average. Um, so those are the two that I was looking at uh, of the free agents.
0: So Colby Lewis, I think, ha- highlights my list of three starting pitchers as well. Um, I-, I did a list myself, and really. You know, besides Colby, to me, there wasn't anybody who was t- really that exciting uh, for me. But Colby has, I mean, good stuff, good movement. He's all over the board here. You know, everything checks out. Uh, the potential's there. Looks like he can come right back and even be, you know, a top flight starter if all goes well for him. His K rate seems to be hanging around the 6 to 7 range. He had a couple years where they were in the, like, the 5.5s but he shot back up to 7.5 last year, I excuse me 2007 in AAA. Um, And his walk rate is pretty good. I mean, he's had a couple outlier seasons, but seems to be hanging around the 2 walk rate, so I'm okay with that. I just feel like if you're going to take a flyer on someone, why not shoot for the moon a little bit? Um, You know, yes, we don't have great depth, and Colby Lewis is fragile, but, you know, Pedro... I feel like if we need a real starter, we'll know it after like two months and then we can really go out and try to get a real starter if it's Pedro or somebody else, right? So Kobe Lewis to me is like, why not take a shot at somebody who just you know, could give you a lot more than you expected?
1: Yeah, I can't believe he only wants a million dollars. I mean, really, he this, the rating that the game gives him is better than how Cole Hamels is rated, you know, post-2008 <laughs> Cole Hamels. It had, his overall rating is 70 and you know and so here we're talking about signing a guy for 1 million dollars who is a 75 so i don't see how you can pass that up
0: well let's talk about pedro martinez real quick um, because he's also very interesting he's demanding 1.4 million and uh, last year he was in uh, was, he was obviously playing for the mets last year and didn't have a very good season uh, his k rate came down to 7 which you know we're just talking about kobe lewis having a good k rate in 7 range Pedro went down to seven, his walk rate though shot up closer to four. So he's definitely in a place where he's not, he doesn't have the same stuff that he used to have, obviously. Um, and his stuff across the board seems to be less, uh, I guess, I guess less volatile or whatever, or less successful than Colby Lewis should be. Um, but I feel like Pedro, as you said, you know, he wants a little bit more, you know, I, I I don't know if, I don't know. I, I, I like He'd be interesting to have on the team, but I feel like you'd almost need to like offer him a major league contract, and I don't know. Like I'd almost rather see J. Happ get a real shot. I'd almost rather see um, you know, if Carlos Carrasco has a really good start to the season, it, it, whether he's in AAA or AA, if he gets a shot later in the year. I don't want to have anybody be blocked by someone like a Pedro Martinez, but I think Kobe Lewis is a little bit more. We can maneuver with him a little bit more.
1: Yeah, I think so. And and we could also do that thing that we just talked about with other players where if he's available, you know, if Pedro Martinez is available in two months and we need somebody, then, you know, bring him up. See what happens.
0: So the other players that I had on my short list for starting pitcher, and we could just really quick mention these guys. Eric Hurley, uh, who's only 23 and uh, is a free agent right now, he was pitching uh, in the Texas organization last year. And he didn't have a very good season with the Rangers. His K rate was under five. His walk rate was over three. But in Triple A with Oklahoma City, he actually uh, did a really decent job over 81 innings, where his K rate was closer to seven and his walk rate was under three. And his ERA was a 4.07, which isn't terrible. Um, I just thought that he was, at least for a 23-year-old, a very interesting piece because there seems to be more to this kid than I think Texas maybe wanted to lead on and and maybe there's something there that we can get out of him uh the other guy is jason schmidt who we all remember as this very you know popular great pitcher for the san francisco giants uh and the la dodgers um he was in triple a last year and also didn't pitch too well had a lot of injury problems uh as well and and he's also of all the guys that i've looked at the most um how can I say this? He doesn't get along with guys, I guess. Um, so I don't know if we want that in the clubhouse. But uh, what did you think of Hurley and Schmidt?
1: Yeah, um, you know, for Schmidt, as far as not getting along with people, it's funny. This game this game seems to take player morale pretty seriously and team chemistry very seriously. So, um, So we might want to be careful about that. Um, Eric Hurley, I'm definitely curious about as maybe a guy that you kind of, if he's willing to take a minor league deal, you kind of sign in stash. Yeah, I think, uh,
0: Eric Hurley as a stash might be very interesting. Um, why not? Yeah. We, you know, if you want, we could just offer him a minor league contract and see what he does.
1: Yeah. See if he bites. I mean, he is 23, you know, uh, it's, he'd be not, he'd be the same age as other people in minors. You know, it's so weird to see a 23 year old free agent though, isn't it?
0: It is. It's. It, it's as if. It's. I mean. It, I mean. I am contradicting whatever the hell I said earlier. But I think Texas maybe knows something that other teams don't know. Um, maybe he's got some sort of. I don't know. They're, they're, he's not. Fra- well, he is fragile. His injury proneness is fragile. So maybe he does have some really bad uh, uh, injury history that could come up and really bite us in the butt. But you know what? If he's gonna take a minor league contract, you know, let's let's try it.
1: Yeah, there's really no downside to a minor league deal and you know, after all, Philly is a town of optimism, right? Let's say that it's this change of scenery, uh, candidate.
0: Yeah, yeah, honestly. We're, yeah.
1: we're we, not we, a town of optimism though.
0: The only thing though is that he is rule five eligible. Do we wanna, like oh, we I wanna see. do we wanna bring this guy in and then like expose him to the rule five next year? Or do we just wanna say like for one year, see what you can do?
1: Yeah, I mean we could do that. Just save for one year, see what you can do. Because um, I'm, I don't want to throw him on the forty man. Yeah, you know, and bump somebody off for this guy who, who knows what what caused him to be a free agent.
0: So he wants a minor league contract that becomes guaranteed to six fifty k if he gets promoted.
1: Okay, I mean that's not too much higher than the league minimum.
0: Yeah, I mean the league minimum is about four hundred and change. Yeah. So. And I don't know, I mean, if he blows us away in spring training, we could promote him, but
1: we don't have to. No, we absolutely don't. I mean, I think we have some solid back-end guys, you know, yeah. and, and, and we're just looking for some depth and some competition and, you know, uh, some other options, really.
0: All right, why don't we do that? Do you want to go with 650?
1: Yeah, why not? All right. That's
0: a decent offer, and you'll hear from me soon.
1: Oh, lucky us!
0: Sounds great. Um, okay, and now we're going to. I, I guess do, I would assume that you would want to offer Colby Lewis a contract.
1: Yeah, I think so. Right, I think we were agreed that we that we'd be foolish kind of to pass him up. Yeah. To at least not talk to him.
0: So he wants. a one-year major league contract worth $950,000. So that kind of throws a wrench in the works a little bit.
1: Yeah, it does. Um, So right now we know that Cole Hamels is in the rotation for sure. That would put Lewis in the rotation for sure. And then we'd still have Blanton, Hap, Moyer, Myers, Kendrick, and even Ho Park fighting over uh, the remaining spots. Now – you know, a few of those guys, obviously, can be moved to the bullpen or uh, traded to other teams or cut completely if we have to. Um, but we were looking more for guys who would be kind of competing for that spot.
0: Right. Um, I mean, it sounds like Eric Hurley will probably accept this deal. So we'll have a guy to compete, right? It's mm-hmm. just not a proven major league arm. So we're taking a risk there. But as we said earlier, if someone like Pedro Martinez, like we need, we need a veteran later on, we could do that. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'd be okay with just low Colby and given a minor league contract with a, with a guarantee option.
1: Yeah, we could try that. I don't think there's any chance that he accepts, but on the off chance that he does, that'd be great for us.
0: So what do we want to give him if he's promoted? because let let's wet his whistle a little bit. Do you want to give him a million strong?
1: Yeah, I think he'd be well worth it. I mean, looking at our rotation right now, there's Hamels at, at a 70 grade, and then there's kind of a steep drop-off. We have Blanton at 55, and nobody else is even above average. Hap's 40, Moyer's 45, Myers is 45. Park is 60 If we if we make him a starter.
0: I'm surprised, but, well... We'll see how he does in spring. Yeah. Um, let's offer him a million on, on the guaranteed option, and we'll see what happens. Don't insult me with a major, minor league offer. <laughs> Let me restart <laughs> you, man. Okay. Um. What do you want to do? I. I. I'm kind of like eh. Like. Do we? I mean. Out of the pitchers we have in the major league roster, who has an option left?
1: You'd have to tell me because I don't have the game open. Um,
0: that's a good point. <laughs>
1: <laughs> See, I'm the assistant. It's like we said last week. All I kind of do is show up and tell you if your guys' ideas are good or bad. You're the one that's doing the actual work.
0: That is true. <laughs> All right. So Joe Blanton currently has uh, – he has an option left. I don't. I hope we don't have to use it, but it's there. Uh, Jay Hat definitely has options. Kyle Kendrick has an option, I believe. Uh, Jamie Moyer, well, obviously not at this point. Yeah. Um, Brett Myers, I don't think we want to exercise that option, right? I mean, if it was there, I don't. I mean, that'd be a problem. So he does have all of his option years left, which is funny, but I don't know if we'd want to even exercise that. That'd be a bigger problem. Um. And yeah, I think that's about it. I mean, Channel Park. He has an option left as well, so if we needed to, you know, we could potentially send someone like Chan Ho down to the minors.
1: Kyle we Khan could down
0: to the minors, you know. Like, I was gonna say,
1: or we could live out what real-world Phillies fans wish happened and option Kyle Kendrick <laughs> <laughs> down in the minors. I well, think. What do you can-
0: wanna do? Well, so, what do you what do you think? Like, like do we want to do we want to take a gamble and say Kobe Lewis maybe get to Maybe we miss out on the best Kobe Lewis ever, or do we want to just say whatever? It doesn't matter. We'll just go what we have.
1: I mean, for a million dollars, you get high upside, right, but not a lot of risk. A million dollars in baseball is not a lot of risk. And even if he does hurt, he could be worth a million dollars in a month, you know, if you do dollars per war, um, really. So my inclination is to see if he'll take that million even and play for a year, you know, and take kind of take it from there. Um, but, if you know, if we kind of just stood pat with the rotation that we have, I wouldn't be offended or afraid either.
0: Okay. Let's do it. Let's let's roll the dice.
1: We have to, you know, we have to make some splashy moves here so that we differentiate ourselves from Ruben Amaro, at least.
0: That's true. Uh, do we want to give him any incentives? I think we should give him a minimum of uh, incentive.
1: Yeah, that'd be good. If our main concern is his health, yeah.
0: So you want to go with, like...
1: 150 innings?
0: 180?
1: Uh, yeah, 180 maybe. And then uh, what do you want to offer him for that?
0: 500,000, 250,000. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how incentives work.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, obviously we know how they work. It's just like actually uh, kind of gauging the right, them.
0: Yeah. What's the right what, value what, to put on it?
1: What's the value? Um, maybe we start with 500. I mean, because then that's already... 50% of his salary.
0: Yeah, that's a lot. So,
1: you know.
0: But we'll do that. All right, and I think that's good. We'll, we'll do that, and we'll uh, ask for a response on that. Thank you for the offer. It certainly fits my needs. If no other team go. tops your offer, I'll gladly sign. Expect to hear from me soon.
1: All right. All right. And I just want to point out a free agent that, we, that we're passing up. Right beneath him, there's Ben Sheets, who's kind of similar in a few ways. He's a year older than Colby Lewis. He's also rated 75 out of 80. Um, but he wants $4.2 million, and that's and he's also fragile. So that's a little more expensive. It's a little out of our comfort range, really, for what we'd be giving him versus what we would potentially be getting out of him.
0: Yeah, I, I looked at Sheets a little bit, and I just thought that contract was just not what we wanted to go after at this point. Uh, we're not we're not looking we don't really have the space actually for a lot of contracts we only have about now about eight and a half million for free agents so we don't want to blow that on one guy obviously no we really agents. don't yeah and then there's a lot of players that we have to think about for the future too so um, all right so we made our offers why don't I tell everybody about the website that we write for PhilliesNation.com we had a very busy month of June uh, if uh, you've been following the Phillies. I'm so sorry, but we do have a lot of content about the Phillies that's really interesting, everything from looking at some of the great prospects in Lehigh Valley and Reading to talking to some of those prospects, like Scott Kingery and Yaxel Rios, uh, Andrew Pullen, and uh, also debating some really hot topics in Philadelphia sports. And I'll just let it stick there, and you can go to PhilliesNation.com and read more about that. Uh, it's a great website. We have a Twitter. We have a Facebook. We have an Instagram. You should follow us on all of those social media outlets. On Twitter, we're at Philly's Nation. On Instagram, we're at Philly's Nation underscore. And on Facebook, it's Facebook.com slash Nation. Go like us, check us out. We're always putting up new stuff every single day. PhilliesNation.com, your one place for Phillies news, information, opinion, and more. Right. I think our
1: Twitter game is actually pretty strong. I'm just going to throw this out there. I feel like we have this kind of unspoken rivalry as to who can post the best animation for whatever's happening in the game. Oh. Uh, you know, So, so I, I think our Twitter is pretty strong. Definitely worth following for the in-game coverage, too.
0: Let us go and start simulating, huh? Let's do it.
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll get some results now. We'll see how players are actually doing. We can stop talking hypotheticals. Some of our the people that you spoke with, we'll get back to us with our offers. It'll be great.
0: All right, here we go. Uh, We're finishing the first day. Maybe we'll get some contract uh, news. And we don't. Instead, we found out that the Dodgers and Rangers made a trade. Okay. The Dodgers have sent, uh, let's see. Okay. Uh, Doug Doug Mankiewicz is going to Texas for Eddie Guardado and Matt Harrison, uh, Mankiewicz is 34 years old, playing first base. He's a starter. And Eddie Gordardo is, uh, I believe, a reliever. So they are swapping teams. And Matt Harrison also goes to the Dodgers. And Matt Harrison's a 23-year-old uh, prospect in that system. He's got a 60 potential and is in A. So that's a really nice coup for the Dodgers.
1: Yeah, it's not bad.
0: All right, so we're going to move on to the next day since something's happening. I got a personal message. All right. Eric Hurley, thanks for the offer. It's fair, and unless someone else offers me a better deal, I'll sign with you. Okay?
1: All right. How how noncommittal can you be? Seriously.
0: D'Angelo Jimenez, thanks for the offer. It is fair, and unless someone else offers me a better deal, I'll sign with you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: These guys have such distinct personalities. Yeah,
0: man, they are the best guys to have in the clubhouse, clearly. <laughs> um, and there was another trade. New York and Baltimore have agreed to a trade. The Mets send 40-year-old outfielder Gary Sheffield and, 21- and 21-year-old uh, minor league pitcher Darren Gorski to the Orioles for 31-year-old third baseman Ty Wigginton.
1: Oh, man. Yeah. How about that? Wow, well, these names take me back.
0: Yeah. Hopefully we don't have to pick up anyone like Ty Wigginton in the future.
1: <laughs> yeah, that went poorly, didn't it? <laughs> what are you talking about?
0: <laughs> All right, so spring training begins. We are playing Florida today. Um, and this is a funny spring training because we're playing Colorado and Milwaukee and Cincinnati. Did we move to Arizona? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, what happened here? We moved to Arizona. Oh, not
1: I think, know. I think I would remember that if that happened. Somebody would have told us.
0: All right, so the starters for today, uh, every other team is actually going with their real starting pitchers. So the Marlins are throwing us Josh Johnson, and we have Kyle Kendrick on the hill.
1: No, it's an even matchup. Yeah,
0: sure. So we're just going to kind of cut through these as much as possible here. I got a personal message. We also lost to Florida
1: 11-3. Well, that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, Eric Hurley is signed to a contract.
1: All right, and
0: D'Angelo Jimenez has also signed.
1: All right, sounds good. Yeah,
0: and there was another
1: trade today. Yeah, these these in this game, the GMs are like, you know, when you play fantasy baseball, and there are these people that just make trades because they just want to make trades. Yeah, that's how these GMs in this game start to feel after a while. Like relievers are just going to be switching teams every day. Well, let
0: me tell you about this one. Uh, Oakland has traded. Orlando Cabrera to the Cardinals for Kyle Loesch and Adam Odovino. Well. And uh, Loesch is 30. Odovino is 23. He's a, he's a prospect. But Orlando Cabrera is a 34-year-old shortstop who clearly has some gas in the tank still. But uh, that's a very interesting trade.
1: It's not a trade that you usually hear about in spring training either. No. Usually usually that's a a winter trade or a deadline trade.
0: Absolutely. Make
1: another day happen here.
0: Now we're playing at St. Louis on Chris Carpenter. So that should go well, too.
1: Oh, man. I forgot about Chris Carpenter. Ten to
0: nothing we lost.
1: Oh, close one.
0: So these first couple games are not going to be fun. No,
1: but they also don't matter. So it's okay. Yeah
0: uh Colorado 11 to 3 loss and at Milwaukee hey 13 to 2 win
1: we did it yeah
0: finally got one and Eric Hurley's first start against Cincinnati 8 to 5 win
1: not bad all right. all right so we're still waiting on Colby Lewis right yeah, to get just back to us got a
0: message for him let's all let's right go over a trade uh the Giants have traded left fielder John Bowker. And minor league pitcher Kyle Nicholson to Florida for first baseman John Lindsay. How does that sound?
1: Um Great. Let's see what Colby Lewis said. All right. <laughs> Kobe Lewis says.
0: Alright, Kobe Lewis. You're not offering me enough coin to sign here. Good luck finding a reliever.
1: We gave him what he wanted. Yeah, we did. He wanted nine fifty K, we gave him a million, right? Yep. Interesting. He might have another offer.
0: Well his demand is now one point six million.
1: Oh, see, he was trying to play head games with us.
0: Yeah, so what do you think? I don't know if I want to keep going with this.
1: Yeah, you know, maybe we can kind of back off and see if he's still available. Maybe his ask will come down again.
0: Okay. I'll pop on my short list. And we'll go back into the fun world of simming spring training. We're playing Atlanta, and we lost 8-7. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> now it's Chicago and Ryan Dempster. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. 7-1 to one win. Take that, Ryan Dempster.
1: Yeah, and your weird delivery.
0: So we scored uh, five runs in the eighth inning of this game off of uh, Aaron Heilman, who's on Chicago. All right. Uh, we, clearly we have Aaron Heilman's number no matter where he goes. Andrew Carpenter, five strikeouts and a walk in four innings of work, one run ball, uh, lowering, him, lowering his uh, spring ERA to a cool 11.25. Oh, good. Improvement. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, is there anybody else making some noise? Miguel Cairo's hitting three seventy-five in the early going. Um, and D'Angelo Jimenez has a five hundred average very early on in spring. He's uh, getting some backup shortstop work, so that's good. Back to the sin. Playing Houston. Roy Oswald. Hey, so we just lost 7-1 to Houston, but we also got a trade proposal.
1: Oh, nice. So Arizona...
0: Wants Jason Worth.
1: What are they going to give us?
0: 29-year-old pitcher Brandon Webb.
1: Oh, man, Brandon Webb. He was really good for a minute there.
0: 23-year-old pitcher Josh Colmenter. Okay. And 25-year-old pitcher Troy Barnett.
1: No opinion. So what do you think?
0: It's interesting. Brandon Webb is making... He's actually got a year on his contract after this. He's making $6.5 million this year. Um, which isn't bad. And he's making uh, another 6.5 next year. And that's actually an option. His K per 9 has been around the 7s really the last 5 years. Uh, his walks per 9 have come up a little bit more, about 2.5. Um, his ERA is consistent 354 and 05, 310 and 06, 301 and 07, 330 and 08. Um. His, his ratings aren't great, though. So he's an overall 55. His potential is a 55, so he's kind of capped where he is, 29 right. years old. He has a lot of mileage on him at this point. He's pitched over 200 innings all the last five seasons. Um, and really the last six seasons, if you count 2003, he was in AAA and basically got to 200 innings and combined mileage. Uh, his pitching ratings are like 50, 60, 50, 50 stuff, 60 movement, 50 control. So he's kind of coming off the peak of his career. Um, scouting report on him is that he's good. His pitch a natural sink, so he's a ground ball pitcher. I mean, we all know Brandon Webb's a really big ground ball pitcher, which helps in Citizens Bank Park. Um, and he gets along well with guys, which is good to know. And he's got good command. So he'd actually be, like, the number two to Cole Hamels, or even the number one that we would kind of need um, he is fragile, he has an injury proneness now, um, even though he's pitched consistently over 200 innings for the last five years.
1: That's interesting. Yeah, he's kind of worn out, he's worn down. Yeah. It is an interesting deal because you're taking, I don't want to say that it's a, a quantity for quality offer, but you're taking Worth, who the game rates at 75 grade player, you know, a very elite player. We have him for, I think we have two more years of him.
0: Yeah, and it's team control. I mean, he's not making a lot at all. He he's making two million. He's season.
1: very, yeah, he's very cheap. Um, and so you're taking an elite player and kind of spreading it into three, you know, three pitchers. We do need pitching, but then the the kind of blue chip in that in that deal is an average pitcher. Um, now there's um,
0: there's also Cole Mentor, who's 23 years old. Um, he's in just single A last year, and good numbers. 123 Ks, 47 walks, 319 ERA, and single A. So he definitely would probably go to either Clearwater or even Reading this coming year. He's 23, so why not go to Redding? Um, his potential's pretty solid. It's a 55 in stuff, 55 in movement, and 60 in control, so he's a control-heavy guy. Fly ball pitcher, though. His overall potential's a 75, so that's pretty much, like, what we would hope from Worth. Um, but he's 23. There's a lot of uncertainty there.
1: Yeah. It's, it's trading, you know, a a present day guaranteed 75 in Jason worth for a guy who you hope is 75 one day down the road, maybe in two or three years. And we have a shot at winning this thing right now.
0: Yeah. This is, this is like the first big test here. Um, you know, do we, it is, it's
1: actually not a terrible deal. You know, I can see why it's one that would work for both sides. Um, I feel like Man. if
0: we were to trade Jason Worth, we would need we would need a bat. We need an outfielder back because right now we have Banez and Victorino, and then what? You're sticking Matt Stairs out there, or, or or like you hope that John Mayberry or Brian Stavisky becomes a starter, you know? Like that's not yeah. acceptable.
1: Yeah, it's really not. It creates a big, a big hole in our in our batting order too.
0: Yeah, I mean, just looking at their lineup. Because I think we need a major league bat on this team, um, you know. Eric Burns is 33, so he's coming off, you know, the end of his career, coming off the peak of his career. I don't know if he's really the best option. Um, they have uh, Gerardo Parra, who is pretty young, 21 years old, but a really good bat. But we would need a major league bat. Chris Young, uh, he's 25 and is obviously maybe their best potential outfield bat although he's only thirty five in potential. Oh, and they also have Justin Upton, so I should I, I spoke too soon. Upton's probably major league ready right now. Um he was in the he was on Diamondbacks last year and kind of performed you know as well as you could for a 20, 21 year old. So mm-hmm. would you want to counter with Justin Upton or would you just rather say we want to win now, we don't want to take chances?
1: Interesting. So what's Upton's current rating?
0: Currently he is a fifty.
1: 50 so you're turning worth into you know an elite player into multiple average players with some upside in the future
0: yeah i mean upton definitely has some upside um and he's actually sort of a jason worth clone in a lot of ways offensively um he strikes out a bit more though than worth worth has a little bit of a better eye at this point obviously um i don't know I feel like I mean, we have to win now, but maybe we can win now with a pitcher instead of a hitter, and we can get like a really good prospect back. Um, I I don't know if I would even want to float it because I think Worth is he's really popular here too.
1: <laughs> you know, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> it just sounds so funny to say that um, you know now in real life, but um, yeah, two thousand nine.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, it's funny because I almost don't want to say this out loud, but I love Jason Worth. Like, as a player. Um, so it's like I have this kind of um, like, I'm, it's hard for me to part with him, even though Upton and Webb, and if they still included Cole Mentor, um, would be a tempting offer. But Worth is just a, such a good player in so many ways, and yeah. he's still so affordable. And we might even have a shot at extending him if he stays, you know, as, as talented as he is.
0: Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you a thousand percent on. I mean Worth still has potential in the game that hasn't been realized. His I mean, he's a 55-65 in contact, 55-60 in gap power and 65-65 in home run power. I mean, the guy's got 30 home run power. That's a really interesting deal. You want to sit on it for like a week?
1: Yeah, we could sit on it and and think about it a little bit. Um the other thing too is that uh, you know, I think that pitchers, it's pretty easy to find value in pitchers through free agency or even through trades. Um, I'm just, I just pulled up the, the players who will be free agents after the season, right? And there are a lot of pitchers on this list. They're not all elite, you know, but you do have Dan Heron, you have R.A. Dickey, you have, um, Andy Pettit, who, you know, he, he's 36 at this point. Um, and those are guys that are all in the 70s, you know, right now today, yeah. um, in their ratings. Um, so if we do, you know, stick with worth, we should be able to replenish our pitching through other means down the line.
0: That's true. And
1: John John Lackey, yeah. Kevin Correa. You know, it's like so. So there will be other other opportunities to acquire some arms. Okay.
0: Um, okay. I'm 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 okay passing on this deal, but it's very tempting.
1: It's, it's it's tempting to at least counter. You know the initial deal. It's okay. You know it doesn't quite win me over because Worth is like the type of player that I like. Yeah. Uh, just personally, um, but yeah, it's interesting if you could get Upton in there, then it then it's really interesting too.
0: Well, let's let's sit on it for a couple more days, and then we'll maybe counter like, a really ridiculous deal and just see if they laugh at it or something.
1: Yeah, if they laugh at it, maybe they'll counter-counter or whatever, you know, and yeah. we'll see how it goes.
0: Okay. All right, let's continue on. We're playing the Mets. Ooh. And we won 5-4. to four. Take that. Darn.
1: Darn right we did.
0: All right, we're going to keep going here, playing San Francisco. All right. And now we got some things happening here. Raul Abanez is hurt.
1: Ugh. He's, so he's, now it's a good
0: day to day though, so don't get too
1: day to day. Not too terrible, but if that turns into something serious, then our trade is probably off.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: You know, we'll definitely, we'll, we'll almost definitely be keeping worth that.
0: Worse though, Jay Happ is out. Oh. He's got a sprained ankle. He's out for four weeks.
1: Four weeks. All right. So he's pretty much out of the running for that spot then, because he's going to miss all spring. Yeah. Training.
0: So he's going to probably have to start the year in Lehigh Valley. Remember the 15-day DL.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I remember it like it was just last year. Yeah. All right,
0: Abanez can say there's still a lot of trades happening right now in the game.
1: That's just not how spring training works. I'm sorry. It's not.
0: Now we're playing Arizona. Ooh, tension. All right, a couple more nothing happenings. Uh, We lost in 10 innings, which doesn't also happen in spring training. You don't play 10 innings. Um, But let's go back and counter that all for now. Since we're playing Arizona, we're kind of talking to them as well in the, in the office.
1: We're yelling from dugout to dugout.
0: Hey, what do you think about Upton? You want to throw him in there? So we're removing Barnett, and then we're going to pop Upton in there. I'm hitting my imaginary button because they're already telling me what's going on. And uh, the general manager of the Diamondbacks said that you must be joking with this offer. So
1: <laughs> there you go. A little bit, a little bit, yeah. We were a little bit.
0: So do we just want to kind of say no to this?
1: I think so. Uh, you know, Brandon Webb, good pitcher, fair pitcher, not a great pitcher, you know. So Cole Mentzer is probably the most exciting part of that. And um, we would be able to get somebody as good as him by the time he was ready and I, and I uh, to actually contribute.
0: And I just asked the GM, like, who? how can this work? You know, what do we need to add to make this trade work? And he said nothing. So um, Yeah, that's hopeless. So they really don't want to give up Justin Upton. I think he's untouchable there. And that's really the one guy that we would need. So, I, I don't want to do this. Very tempting, but I don't want to do it. Right. All right, let's move on. We're playing San Diego. And we lost 5-4. to four. And we just got another trade proposal from Arizona. They want outfielder Jeremy Slayton, 26-year-old, in exchange for 21-year-old pitcher Trevor Harden. Okay. Uh, Who? Slay- Sl- Sladen is not <laughs> much of a. He doesn't have much potential. He's 26, and I think we have him in Reading. Harden was uh, last year in, I don't know what, what exact league or what what league it was, but he's right now slated for the Midwest League, uh, A level. And last year he had a K per nine of 11, and a walk oh. per nine of two. Um, with a one five six ERA in forty five innings for this team in BC, I don't know what league that is exactly. Uh, with the Arizona organization, um, he's got a twenty potential and a twenty overall. He's a starter, and um, his stuff seems to be pretty average. Forty five across the board, even for potential.
1: Yeah, it's hard to feel strongly about this, isn't it? It's two players with uh, twenty overall, twenty potential being exchanged, and we might never actually use either one, you know? So it's like, I I, I don't care, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'd, I'd almost rather Sladen because he's the kind of guy where – well, here's the thing about Slayton. He's the kind of guy where he could maybe make a surprise leap to the majors this year if he has a really good season, but he's also eligible for the Rule 5. So we could actually get some value for him right now. The scouting report on Trevor Harden is that the raw talent isn't there.
1: Oh. Oh. That's rude.
0: But his movement <laughs> his movement finds the corners when he's pitching well,
1: there's room to grow. Well, which is it? I mean, uh, I don't...
0: Think it, it sounds like there's room to grow maybe until, like, <laughs> double A. I don't know. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, pretty much.
0: His, his velocity is only 90 on his fastball, gets to 90. Um, he doesn't have overwhelming stuff. It just happened to be that he was pitching really well against some kids last year. Mm hmm. I don't know. I don't feel strong about this trade. So now that we're at uh, an off day in spring, um, why don't we go through all the players that we have right now and just make some demotions real quick. Andy Tracy's having a spring. Four homers and 13 RBI, 407 average. Um, Looks like the best hitter so far on the team. Nearly going, at least. Ryan Howard has a couple home runs. 300 average. He looks fine. Worth has two homers and a 333 average. Rollins hitting 400. Bruntlett is hitting 091. And he's not okay. really doing anything. Um, his competitor right now... Uh, well, Miguel Cairo is hitting 267. And I don't know if he's really doing anything um, with production. And... Mr. Jimenez is hitting three fifty-seven with two RBI. Oh, oh Cairo good. has no RBI. So I think there's a definite battle there. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, these guys—they're uh, hungry. You know, they're actually making it interesting for us. So, so those bench decisions won't be—they might not be super easy if it stays like this.
0: And uh, the backup catchers aren't really playing too well. Baco's hitting one hundred coast is hitting 071 um, and I'm not able to see how Ruiz is doing at this point or uh I, forget, I, think, I, I don't know if we have Oh, uh, Marson I don't know how Marson is doing either uh, Donald though is hitting 344 so I think we could maybe keep Jason Donald up for another week or so just for the hell of it and yeah uh, we could definitely demote Michael Taylor who uh, was just given a spring training invite and is in the first year of that he's 23. Uh, And he has an 0.95 average in spring training. So I think he got his taste, and now we can demote
1: him. Yeah, he can go somewhere else uh, where he can actually hit.
0: And then pitching. Um, Let's see here. JC Romero, I didn't mention this to you earlier, but he is suspended for 50 games. Oh, yeah. Because he got a PED. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, He was caught with PEDs or caught taking something. Um. And he's actually pitching in spring, but miserably. Uh, so that sucks. Jack Tashner is ho- holding a 5.79 ERA and not doing too well. And Zagurski's got a 4.76 ERA. Um, I would like to see how everybody else is doing, but I don't know if I can.
1: So it's sounding like our, our bullpen is, is an issue so far.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Our worst performers, okay, so Drew Naylor should be demoted. Andrew Carpenter's got an 11 5 ERA in eight innings. Uh, he's not really holding up his end of the bargain. Kyle Drabeck has an eight three one 3 ERA. Uh, Scott Mathis isn't, isn't pitching well either. Um, Kendrick has a 6 ERA with four strikeouts and four walks, so he's definitely making a case for uh, being demoted. Yep. Um, of all the competitors for that spot, our man Eric Hurley has an OERA era in five innings, three strikeouts and two walks, which is nice. And um, Chano Park has a 4-5-ERA with three strikeouts and five walks, so kind of pedestrian. Um, yeah,
1: pretty average. And, you know, kind of what I expected from him um, as a guy who would either be our long man in the in the bullpen or back-end starter who just kind of keeps you in games and you hope that you kind of slug your way out of them. Okay,
0: so I'll probably just make some demotions uh, offline. I'll, I'll probably move Drew Naylor down uh, very likely to, I would say, Clearwater. He's 22 and probably needs to be down there. Maybe even maybe go to Redding, but probably Clearwater. Um, Andrew Carpenter will go back down to Lehigh Valley. Kyle Drayback will also move down probably to Lakewood. Uh, I think he's probably, he's 21. He might go to Clearwater. Um, and that's about it for the pitchers. Let's see who's hitting poorly. Uh, Yeah, Chris Coast is hitting 071 in 16 plate appearances. Bruntlett's hitting 091 in 12 plate appearances. Michael Taylor isn't hitting well. Uh, Lou Marson is only hitting 143 in 17 plate appearances. The only catcher doing anything of note is Chute, who has a 429 average, so he's fine. Um, I mean, it sounds like we could just move Lou Marson down. We could probably move uh, Michael Taylor down and... I would give Paul Bako and Chris Coast a little more time to kind of compete, but I think Chris Coast probably has the spot regardless. Otherwise. Yeah,
1: probably. He... Yeah, neither one of them is really going to do a whole lot for you this season. Um, so, it, you know, it's not a huge deal if it's one over the other, but I would assume it's probably Coast.
0: Oh, and finally, Brian Stavisky has a 444 average and a 474 OBP. What? In 19 plate appearances. So he's making a case early on. He
1: is making a case.
0: He does have five strikeouts and a walk, so
1: that's something. We you know what? We can trade Jason Worth. Start Stavisky. Go yes. ahead.
0: Stavisky 09. <laughs> the is on. All right, so we'll make some demotions. Uh, we'll do all that fun stuff. But uh, next week we will finish spring training. God, I hope so. Um, and maybe get more trade proposals. Maybe Arizona will come back with something interesting.
1: I'm They'd sure like to they will. With
0: us, you know, so. I don't know. What do they see in us? Do they like see like young GMs and are thinking we could take advantage of these guys?
1: They might. What they don't realize is that we have spreadsheets.
0: We do. We have tons of them. All right. I'll uh, see you next week. Absolutely. All
1: right. Have a good one. You too.